What's going on, everybody? It's Rich. What's up? It's WrestleMania week. And guess what? Behind the Counter and Matt Men the Podcast are crossing streams. Uh, I decided to do a very special interview with uh, artist, writer, comic book talent extraordinaire, Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson has risen uh, into the ranks of comic book stardom from his creator-owned books, Extremity, Murder Falcon, onto DC with Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, and now onto Marvel Comics with Beta Ray Bill. Uh, this was a fantastic interview. He's a really sweet dude. And guess what? We talk wrestling, we talk comics, we talk wrestling, we talk comics, and we talk more wrestling. This is a lot of fun, guys. I hope you dig it. Check it out. All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Daniel Warren Johnson. How are you, man? I'm doing good. It's great to be here. Um, I don't think I've ever been on like a wrestling podcast before. It's always been comics podcasts. I'm really excited. Uh, me too, man. This is like we're, we're doing like the crossover between like my behind the counter podcast and my Matt Men uh, pro wrestling podcast because it's WrestleMania week and both of us are uh, we did not plan this, but we're both wearing Jushin Thunder Liger shirts. And I know you're a big Liger guy, right? I am a huge Liger guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, his look has been like seared onto my brain. I did a fan comic about it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's pretty excellent, man. And like also the cover of your sketchbook from uh, the 2020 Inktober. For, it was Inktober 2019 put into sketchbook form for yep. 2020, right? And that's funny because back then, uh, like whenever I do fan art, like I'm I don't really uh, pay too much attention to like exactly how a character looks. I just try and get the vibe. Mm -hmm. um, and that like painting of Liger is definitely more of a vibe now that I look back on it and like actually like compare it to his actual costume. It doesn't really look that much like it, but uh, I got the energy, I think so. Oh, absolutely. I think I think especially like Liger has been through so many transformations over the last like who knows how many years since like the 90s, you know, yep. like, yeah, you nailed it. It's all good. Dude, I, now I was noticing on your podcast on the video version, yeah. you've got a Liger figure in the background. That's from Storm Collectibles, right? Yes, sir. One of my favorite figures. I have the three variants. I've got uh, Black Liger. I have uh, the original one they did, which is the red and white one. Uh, uh -huh. And with a little bit of gold, and I also have the newest version, which has uh, a little, which has like a little bit of blue yeah. on his horns, and uh, like every single one of them was a necessary purchase. <laughs> I I agree with that hundred percent. I only have the one. I'm kind of waiting for them to do the. Um, I think they're doing retro, the retro Liger, and then uh, I yep, want like his see... first appearance. Yeah, yeah, where he's kind of got like almost like um, it's like a mankind helmet kind of thing yep. going. Yep. Uh, and if they do like a Kishin Liger, like unmasked with like the face paint, forget it. Like I'll, I'll have to get all those also. Oh my gosh. Let's email Storm Collectibles. Let's go. Oh, they're, dude, they're putting out so much awesome stuff at this point. Know. You know, like it's, it's, so cool. it's, it's bound to happen. Um, totally. uh, they're they're like some of my favorite figure makers too. Uh, so what got you into wrestling, man? Dude. Um, so I had my daughter Fiona in February of 2018. And, you know, for those of us that are parents, we know for the first few months, it's just kind of sitting around and tending and not going mm -hmm. out a lot. Um, almost like a little bit like a COVID lockdown, but not as restrictive. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you're just kind of in the house. You're learning this like new thing. And there's a lot of downtime where you're just like in the house and you can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I had been looking to kind of check out New Japan Pro Wrestling because some of my fellow comic book friends, namely uh, JB Rowe and Ramon Villalobos, 
they uh they love to draw this guy they called uh Tetsuya Naito. Okay. And so the first time I ever saw Naito was actually a drawing of Naito and I just oh, wow. saw yeah, I saw a picture Ramon was drawing him and I was like, "Who the heck's that? That guy looks awesome." And my buddy Ramon was like, dude, this Tetsuya Naito, he's awesome. He's a wrestler. I'm like, wrestler, huh? Wow. Never seen a wrestler like that. It's like, dude, in Japan, they, they go crazy over there. So I was kind of like, I would like Google image Tetsuya Naito every once in a while and just uh-huh. like be interested and in mostly in just the visual. Um, and I was talking with my buddy, my buddy JB, who's a big uh, New Japan fan. And he kind of like mm-hmm. gave me the, the lowdown. And as I was looking for kind of things to do in the house, uh, like while taking care of Fiona, I was like, well, I guess now's a good time to try wrestling just to kind of dip my little toe in the water and see what it's all about. And uh, that was right when the uh, G1 Climax in 2018 was starting. So that was in the summertime uh, 2018. And, you know, of course, I didn't know this at the time, but I'm watching like the pinnacle of like wrestling entertainment in the world. Right, right. Uh, the G1 in 2018 when Kenny Omega was still there, mm-hmm. when they had this, he had everybody knew like at the beginning of the G1 in 2018 that like Kenny was going to have to go up against Kota Ibushi. And there's this, there was a big deal there. And that was after the Golden Lovers had already been reunited earlier in the year, which I didn't know about. So it's so all these kind of like through lines and trails and stuff that I didn't know. But I was like, I love watching Tetsuya Naito. And I would just kind of follow Naito around the G1. Mm-hmm. And I got to see him wrestle these other guys and these other looks. And then it wasn't until I saw uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Kota Ibushi in the G1 Climax 28, 2018. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that match, but like, oh, yeah. that, <laughs> I, you know, Abushi doesn't really do the crazy stuff anymore, but he did mm. like jump off the rafter or like the, the second floor onto Ishii, like he did a moonsault. Yeah. And I'd never seen anything like that before. And I never seen guys like hit, hit each other so hard in wrestling. I'd never really watched wrestling ever before in my life. And so for that to be the exposure, uh, like it was that match that did me in and I just kind of became a fan from there. So it wasn't even like a Naito match that really got me to dive in. It was actually Ibushi and Ishii. So thanks guys. That was the match. It's like my, it's still my favorite match of all time. It's the match that still inspires me to this day. So that's awesome. Like, so I was hooked. Yeah. I I can imagine like if you're, if, if I always said like, if people want to, you know, like kind of, like like you said dangle their toe into like the wrestling waters i would always suggest new japan but i think it's fascinating that you never really having watched wrestling saw a drawing that your buddy made your contemporary and then said i gotta watch this and you like you said you started at the top <laughs> with g1 2018 and then you're i, I i'm assuming you're kind of working your way back through the catalog now talk to me as a fan like how how when you started doing the research how mind blown were you because like you mentioned the golden lovers like i was a big fan of that story i had like tears with their with when they reunited and all that such a cool like like moment in wrestling history i want to know what what what's it like as an adult fan to say i kind of want to look into like more of this stuff and like your reactions to that yeah so as uh as new japan fans know in the normal times uh, after the G1, there's kind of this like deep uh, exhale in like New Japan wrestling, and you kind of have like World Tag League, which is fine usually, mm-hmm. but um, that was kind of happening. So I was, and there was a lot of just, there's a lot of wrestling in the G1. So I was kind of oh, yeah. taking a break, and I was like, man, I wonder what America has to offer as far as wrestling, you know? And mm-hmm. I start like doing some research and like checking out the WWE, and I'm like, wow, this is 
night and day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 100 like, percent. Nothing. I mean, some of the looks are cool, <laughs> but like like it just had no I to be totally honest, it just did not appeal to me at all. So I just yeah, kind of yeah. passed on it and it was kept following the arc of arcs in like New Japan. And I was going back a little bit. But even then, like the announcers would sometimes allude to stuff, but like it there's so even if you just watch New Japan, there's so much backstory. I almost like didn't know where to begin. And right. this is kind of before that I really knew like a lot of people who could say, like, you have to watch this match, you have to watch this match. And um from there on, I was just kind of following the people that I liked in New Japan and kind of seeing where the stories were going. And that's mm-hmm. right around the time that AEW was like beginning to start. Um, and then when so the wrestlers from New Japan came and made AEW, I just followed them over because I right. really wanted like some sort of a product in the States that I could get excited about. Yeah. Um, which W no offense to any fans, but the WWE just doesn't do it for me. Um, and so I've been there not since the beginning because i didn't go to all in but i was at all Mm. out uh in 2019 and uh that was the first you're gonna laugh at me that was the first live wrestling show i'd ever been to oh no no no. that's incredible i'm not gonna laugh at you at all i think that that's awesome again you're starting from the top and going to all out so what was that what was that experience like for you like seeing uh i'm I'm hard-pressed to remember who was on the card but i remember it being like a really fantastic show it was a fantastic show it 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 felt so that at that time they had announced that there was going to be a TV show that was going to be mm. happening. Um, there was this energy, you know, that I think was carried over from all in, which, you know, I had done my research on mm. and stuff. And, you know, there's this like really powerful energy in a building that, you know, I didn't have anything to relate it to, but I was, I felt like there was something really special happening and it seeing these uh, matches that were going on, People were really laying it on the line. Mm. And I remember seeing Kenny versus Pack, uh, which uh, got was was done quickly because uh, John Moxley had to pull out because of his infection in his elbow. It was going to be Moxley versus Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to like redo that. Uh, and that was an amazing match. And the fact that Kenny lost the whole building was in complete shock. Um, and then the Young Bucks uh, did that ladder match uh, with the Lucha Brothers. And- oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't know that like I was watching basically the best ladder match in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah. You picked a great time to become a wrestling fan, but I did. <laughs> and you know what? It kind of reminds me of like mm. the kind of whole birthing of AEW and like whatever you want to call it revolution, whatever. Mm. It kind of reminds me of like the birth of image comics back in like the early nineties. That's a great and juxtaposition. Yeah. It's just like, so in, I know there's a lot of differences and stuff, but like Mm. just the energy, the energy of like feeling like there's something new, there's something exciting happening Mm -hmm. and it's bringing a, it's shaking the foundation of the status quo that we've just gotten used to in the States. So um, yeah, man, it was a special time. It was so cool. And actually one of the guys that I work with at Skybound, I was just like, by the time I was able to like really invest in it, um, I wasn't able to get a ticket. So I messaged mm-hmm. him who I knew, I knew he was going. This is Sean Kirkham over at Skybound Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, Sean, any chance you have a spare ticket? He's like, let me see what I can do. And he hooked me up with a guy who traveled all the way from California who owns a comic book shop in mm-hmm. Southern California who got me a t- who gave me one of his tickets. So uh, I was like, it was like friends hooking me up. Uh, I was with friends. Uh, the energy was great. I got to see some of my favorite wrestlers ever and see some of the best matches I've ever seen. I mean, life-changing. Honestly, that's just what it is. Life- I, mean, no, I don't want to sound too like 
it's just huge. It's a huge thing for me to see. No, no, not at all. Like I, I agree with you hundred uh, percent. A couple of years ago, me and my buddy, like arguably, I want to say like for, for my experience, like that was life-changing was we went to, my buddy got really good tickets for that new Japan ring of honor uh, split show at Madison square Garden. Yeah. Was that where um, Ibushi and Naito went at it? Yes. Yeah. And Okada won the title back from Jay White. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, and also we got to see Muda and Liger in the ring together. Like <laughs> Muda came out, like Muda was the surprise of the night. And we were, I was sitting there and like me and my buddy were just like, yo, this is like, this is kind of the best right now. Like I never want this to end, you know? So I, I agree with you. Like when you say like, oh, this is like a life-changing event. I'm there with you, brother. Like, and plus like where I live, we take the train that drops you off right underneath Madison Square Garden. So it's like, it's the most convenient thing in the world too, you know? It's really dope. Um, it's funny that you you mentioned the Image Comics AEW thing. I think that's such an interesting take on this stuff. Mm. Um, in your head, do you ever play like, who's the Todd McFarlane <laughs> of AEW? Like, Kenny, no. Kenny's Todd. <laughs> well, you know, like you get to know, I know a few of the image founders and you get to kind of okay. know their attitudes and mm. like their vibe. And I, I don't know anything about the young bucks or Kenny or anybody. Uh, and I kind of like it that way. So I, yeah, have, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> That's his there. I go, I uh, think, but, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I just, uh, I mean, I think I just kind of like to, I like to approach it just from a, a fan perspective and just like the less I know about the wrestlers, the better. <laughs> You know what? I think that's a good, like, again, you're like a relative for a relatively new wrestling fan, you know, like you're a huge wrestling fan. That is the best attitude to have. Like <laughs> the pretty much like the least, you know, about the guys you watch on TV, probably the better. I feel like that's like an old school mentality. Also, like not even don't meet your heroes. It's almost like don't meet the wrestlers, you know? Yeah, I've, I've learned I've learned the don't meet your heroes lesson the hard way in comics. So I just have no desire to repeat it with wrestlers. <laughs> oh, that's that's a conversation for something else, man. <laughs> yeah. um, I also, you know, like I also do feel like there should be more of a crossover between wrestling fans and comic book fans, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm always surprised that they're not that there isn't, but I'm always surprised that it's not more like powerful. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I when I did the WrestleTober, um, which is like I for October in 2019, I just did a mm -hmm. sketch of a wrestler for every day of October. Um, and I had quite a few of the my comic book fans like reach out mm -hmm. and be like, I didn't know you were into wrestling. This is so awesome. And um, it's hard for me to tell just through like comments on social media, how big the, the pool is of mm. how many people are in both kind of sections. But it seems like there's some energy there. Yeah. Um, and it's actually kind of gotten me inspired to maybe do a pro wrestling comic at some point. That would be cool. Like what would you, would it be like an original story or would you kind of want to get on the phone with Tetsuya Naito and be like, Hey, listen, but I got a pitch for you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So my buddy that I mentioned, Sean Kirkham over at Skybound, uh, we actually got together and we like had an informal pitch that we were trying to pitch to um, AEW mm -hmm. to take, to do their comic books. Um, and, you know, we weren't really able to bend anybody's ear. Uh, we, mm -hmm. I, we couldn't really convince anybody that we were serious. So we couldn't get in a room with anybody who actually had like oh, boy. Know, deciding power, you know. Mm -hmm. Also, they're a brand new company and comic books, of course, not exactly high on the list of priorities. Um, but 
I have definitely thought about it. We definitely thought of some concepts and ideas that we were ready to pitch to um, AEW, but it just didn't end up happening. And then the more that I thought about it, kind of going back to the uh, don't meet your heroes vibe, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do a pro wrestling comic, I think I would thrive if I just was able to make it exactly in my, you know, with the vision that's in my head. Um, I would love to help co-create a story and like help some of these wrestlers like make something special. But Mm -hmm. man, that's a lot of work. And uh, a lot, you know, more collaboration is more work, which can be really rewarding. But man, I've got some great ideas up here that I think I can execute very well. That's awesome. And plus, like, you know, like you're I think you as an artist writer have such a unique like career, at least from my opinion, you know, like where, you know, your style is so dynamic and fluid. I feel like there's uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of anime influence. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, and like it Huge. really comes across the page. It's very, very awesome. You know, like powerful stuff to do a wrestling comic with that. After seeing the Inktober stuff, I'm already sold. Like you already have my money. You have no <laughs> idea. I, you know, what's funny too is like when you take on new, when you think about new comic book projects and new, um, like you know, a fantasy comic, science fiction, mm-hmm. uh, crime comic. There's all these uh, logistical things that you have to draw that you just don't think about in the moment. And then when you're in the midst of it and trying mm-hmm. to figure it out, you're like, oh crap, this is like really hard. Like with fantasy comics, like you got to start drawing more than one kind of tree, uh, otherwise <laughs> that shit gets boring. <laughs> um, and this is like really small background stuff, but like, dude, I had never thought like how hard it is to draw a German suplex until like I actually started trying to draw a German suplex. Like how are you going to, how you have to like make it dynamic, like you said, mm-hmm. and exciting, but you also have to like, for somebody who maybe has not watched wrestling before, like it has to be clear. Um, right. So you're trying to marry those two things where it's like very clear storytelling while also like making it dynamic where you're like, Oh, that feel like it really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think well, I, I'll bring up one, another one of the pieces from that sketchbook. I think it's the uh, the Kenny Omega over the top rope tope. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I feel like you nailed that so perfectly, man. Thank and you. like you can feel like the vibe and the rhythm and the jump, but also as a fan, seeing that that's like one of my favorite moves in his arsenal. You know, I think I was inspired by that because I just watched. I was going back mm-hmm. in the archive of New Japan's, uh, you know many matches and i i had never seen the kenny omega uh um okada wrestle kingdom the the first time they met at wrestle kingdom that main event um where he does that tope and he just looks like he's flying in the air it's just like it's insane the airtime he gets and also the Mm -hmm. fact that the wrestle kingdom like ring is on a riser yeah he just has a long way to go and i just it's like larger than life and if anything can be larger than life uh easily it's comic books and like illustrations so that it's uh man that was a fun that was fun i love that's really cool. that that's awesome yeah it's like uh when he goes over the top rope time standstills for like uh time standstill for like a little bit you know so um, cool it's so ridiculous dude so rad uh and like you also have like a lighthearted approach to your wrestling fandom clearly <laughs> yeah like you can't be negative at all i feel like that just it just doesn't work you know <laughs> i mean part of it is like it's still pretty new and fresh to me and um yeah you know, as you go through life uh, and you take things in and you get you you have these like phases where you might be into one thing or another. And especially when, you know, working in professional comics and like the entertainment arts, like I'm taking in so much stuff because mm-hmm. that's just what I have to do to like make stuff. Um, you know, not to say that I don't still love science fiction, but like. You know, you're 
you're you find yourself like gravitating towards other forms of media and mm -hmm. you're trying to find new things that are going to inspire you and help you with maybe telling you stories and wrestling has definitely been one of those things where i felt like it's really kind of inspired me creatively in a way that you know maybe genre fiction has i still love genre fiction but you mm -hmm. know you know what i'm saying it's just something new it's like a new yeah, flavor yeah. no absolutely yeah. where like even like even like i think what you're trying to say is like even the old stuff is tried and true but it kind of gets to a point where it just kind of no matter how good it is it will mush together and if you think about it like you know i how do i say this like i know that i am i'm a talented guy i could kill this like a pro wrestling comic like I, absolutely <laughs> i could sell this like i could make this work uh, i know my my own abilities and i'm very confident in what i'm gonna make yeah, I think so too, man. Um, so I messaged you, uh, I think last week, a couple weeks ago about that, the new design for oh. the IWGP title. And you responded, I want to like it. Look, I am out here. I am rooting for New Japan. I wish them <laughs> the best. But holy crap, that belt. I want to have a good attitude, but I can't mm -hmm. have a good attitude about this one. I cannot let this one stand. I mean, I can't. Uh... I was rooting really hard for Naito to win that Intercontinental belt back. Okay. Uh, while everybody was kind of complaining about the booking, I was kind of like, I kind of like that Naito knows that he's kind of a silver medal guy. Mm -hmm. um, and he's kind of fighting for that second spot in a way that like, he's almost accepting who he is. Like he's always going to be the underdog. And instead of trying to shoot for the stars, he's almost like coming into his own and like his own arc would be almost like completed with like establishing that mm -hmm. reign with the intercontinental title. So when he lost, I was freaking crushed. I was so sad. And then they unveiled this belt and it just added insult to injury. It's like, Whoa, who's going to go after that belt? I want everybody <laughs> to go up to that belt, just throw it on the ground and be like, just leave this here. You can wrestle me. And then you could take it out of this dirt. Oh my God. Kind of what Naito used to do when he had the IC belt, he would just toss it into the ring and break it. <laughs> exactly. Now. So, I, I, I kind of want to ask you this too, because my thought, like when I saw that belt initially, and I've mentioned this on Batman before, I wasn't a fan. You know, okay. I was like, I don't like the way Ibushi looks with this belt. It's weird. <laughs> and that's just like from, it looks like a vector drawing that's not done, you know? Yes, totally. But when Osprey won the belt and you see the promo pictures with him and that new belt, I'm like, aesthetically this belt looks so much better on him mm. than it does on ibushi you know and i don't know if it's a work rate thing or i'm just trying to lie to myself to to see what to do it's also bigger than i thought it was you know yeah i think part of it is like as a visual guy and as an artist i i'm attracted to good design and right. that iwgp heavyweight title i mean it doesn't get any better than that. It really I'm, doesn't. Yeah. Whenever I see this new title, I'm just going to think about how much I miss the old one. And mm -hmm. for as like, you know, for as old school and like resistant to change new Japan is, I wish that this had stayed there. I like, I want them to grow in other ways and I wanted this to stay the same. So maybe it'll keep growing on me. I mean, you still have my nine ninety nine a month Japan, but, uh, right. Uh, and, <laughs> Oh boy, that belt. Woo! I'm still kind of waiting for it to be a work. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want Naito to like win it and just take a jackhammer to it. It's like, give me back my IC belt. You never know, man. They may go the route of WWE in the '90s with like a gimmick belt. Like if they, if this, because I feel like 
I think they're trying to buff the stats on the belt, you know, where like they the old lineage is gone. Kota Bushi is the first champ of this lineage, which is great because when you're the first, nobody can take that away from you. And then having Osprey feud with Shingo and then Okada at some point. And I really do think that belt is going to end up with Moxley at some point. Really? Yeah. I feel like at some point within the next, like, not two years, but within like 18 months, I think Mox is going to be the IWGP champ. Wow. Okay. Right. Mind blowing. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even think about that. I think probably because I'm so, I'm, it's hard for me to, like, because of the pandemic, I haven't mm-hmm. really seen foreign talent except for like kind of summer and late last year mm-hmm. in like junior tag league. I saw some stuff, but our best super juniors, but like I haven't really seen any foreign talent in Japan in a long time. So like that is so outside of my radar, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I will say when Kenta showed up, on uh dynamite i lost my abs i absolutely lost my shit I lost oh my forget shit, it man. yeah my, my wife was very upset because i was yelling at the tv for like two weeks straight just like uh, i was like uh, oh he's gonna go to sleep everybody look at him go <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's hard not like i'm gonna be 40 this year it's still hard for me not to have that like exuberance when i see something i like in wrestling you know i have two guys that come over every wednesday and we watch aew that's awesome. and i kind of one is like a lapsed WWE fan mm-hmm. who is now kind of getting it back into wrestling through AEW. And the other, my other friend has never watched any wrestling in his life. And he just mm-hmm. likes how much I'm into it. And I've gotten him hooked on it. Uh, so we watch it together and, you know, we saw that happen. And of course, you know, they don't necessarily know the bullet club history. They don't necessarily uh. know who Kenta is, you know, so he shows up on screen and I'm almost in tears. Like, oh, I yeah. cannot believe it. The forbidden <laughs> door is gone. It's been broken open. And they're like, what? Uh, what? And they're just basically like looking at me like a specimen in a lab. Like, who is this man? Yeah. Um, but then that makes it that much more, much more like celebratory when we've mm-hmm. been watching the arc of AEW and then seeing like that friggin' Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match. Which oh, was my insane. God. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was fair. what. How did you feel about that? What was your reaction to that whole thing, man? I mean, uh, I had always had the opinion that like AEW's women's roster was awesome. Mm-hmm. And if anything, just like hampered by uh, pandemic and like losing a lot of talent to, you know, going back to Japan or wherever. Mm-hmm. And also uh, injury, because I was a huge I'm a huge Chris Statlander fan. Um so, man, I've just been waiting for them to just kind of come into their own because, you know, it's there. And, man, I feel like it's there. I mean, like, yeah, I'm really, really, really excited about the women's roster. And it feels like with that match, like you put on a match like that and every single other wrestler, like I can only equate this to comics, right? You see mm-hmm. somebody come out with a bomb ass comic like that, calling everybody that a table be like, listen up. This is what I am doing. This is what I'm bringing to the table. And then everybody else looks at each other and be like, I got to step it up. I mean, that's just what it feels like to me. I just like, it's such an incredible, it was such an incredible match. It felt like such, it it felt like a, no pun intended with other AEW stuff. It felt like Mm. a paradigm shift. It literally did. It felt like the changing of something. And it was so cool to see. And I can't wait to see more. I mean. I'm now jazzed for almost every women's match that is on the card when AEW Dynamite drops on Wednesdays. I'm just jazzed. Uh, absolutely. Like I, I find myself hard pressed to 
really not relax while I'm watching like dynamite every week. And even like elevation, you know, I've been hit like going in and out of it, like listening to Paul White on commentary is pretty cool. And then like yep. the dark stuff I'll catch up on. But I like, I like how you said that's the, what that's one of those matches that puts eyes on the product. It's like, you're slamming down a comic on the table saying like, beat that motherfucker, you know? And I feel like you're the guy that, and listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your butt, but I feel like you're the guy to do it going from wonder woman, dead earth, Debater a bill number one, dude, this is ridiculous. Come on. Yeah. You know, like, so you know, <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Well, I can only speak to uh, other artists mm. that have done the same to me. Uh, I'm thinking like James Heron dropping some of the BPRD stuff. Um, like when I was still teaching, when before like mm. I even had comics, you know, yeah. I'm thinking of um, seeing some of the, um, the ways that like Wes Craig tells uh, like action storytelling in deadly mm -hmm. class. I'm thinking of like uh, Luther Strode pages from trad Moore. Um, yeah. These are obviously more comic book uh, shout outs here, but like, these are the kinds of things where like, it's so good. It keeps you up at night. Cause you're like, how, yeah. how can I, how, it just makes you want to rise to the top. It makes you want to do mm -hmm. better. Um, so I just like, you know, I'm standing on the shoulders of many giants. So uh, I'm glad you came on, man. And there's also there was also like a little note that I made too, saying like, oh, well, he's got Beta Ray Bill number one came out last week. Beta Ray Bill's hammer is called Stormbreaker. Will Osprey's finisher is called Stormbreaker. Let's make this happen. <laughs> I will say that in issue two, mm -hmm. I, uh, I have Beta Ray Bill definitely giving somebody a clothesline rains, a rainmaker. Uh, oh, right on. Bar. <laughs> and uh, he definitely at some point will give Thor a German suplex. Oh, I can't wait. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm down with it, man. I got a couple more and then uh, we'll wrap it up, man. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Non-wrestling related, non-comic book related. What is the sandwich of your dreams? <sighs> okay. Have you ever been to... Um, have you ever been to... Uh, this place in Portland, Oregon card called a uh, Lardo. No, it sounds yeah. awesome. It's a sandwich place <laughs> in Portland and you know, I got to give them a shout out. They have the best sandwiches I've ever had. So any sandwich from Lardo, I mean, that's going to hit the spot right there. I mean, I want to go back to Portland just to go have sandwiches there like every day for lunch. Um, I, we, I used to go every year when like Comic-Con was going on, but um, I will be back and I'm thinking about those sandwiches. Thank you, Lardo. Oh, forget it, man. That sounds awesome. Yeah. When the world <laughs> opens up, like I think I think people are just going to go to like their favorite food spots first, you know, and especially like during, um, you know, because you do all the cons. So like mm -hmm. you must you, you can you probably sample like all the goods from all the different cities. Oh, I do. And I know enough people in the industry now that I can like go to someone that I know lives in a town that I'm visiting and be like, tell me where to go. Um. So there's like, I basically have like my sandwich spots for a lot of different cities. now. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. All right, man. So like, thank you again for coming on. Uh, where could everybody find you? Where could everybody pick up your art, your commissions? What do you got coming out? All that beautiful stuff that we're going to plug. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the newest thing that just dropped is Beta Ray Bill issue one. Uh, it's coming out of the pages of the King and Black storyline and Thor and in uh, Venom and Spider-Man with Donny Cates at the helm of that. Uh, but you don't need to read any of those stories to enjoy Beta Ray Bill, number one. I made sure of that. It's really fun, galactic kind of sci-fi vibes, but in the Marvel Universe, 
I'm really happy with how issue one came out, and I think you will too. You can get that at any comic book store you go into right now. Um, for all their stuff, commissions, and so on, you can find me on social media at Daniel Warren Art, uh, or just Google my name, and you will find me. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty pretty chill just having a good time drawing a lot and getting some work done and happy to be on a podcast like this thanks dude i really appreciate it man man that was a lot of fun uh daniel we would love to have you back on whenever you want to chat more wrestling comic books guitars and just all kinds of rad stuff man thank you very much again and guys please Tune in to all our WrestleMania coverage on Matt Men Podcast, on all our channels, YouTube. Follow our Twitter. Follow our Patreon. You know the links. Uh, we're going to have some fun this week, folks. See you soon. <laughs>